Hello and welcome to That Film Studio. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at Green Lantern, Beware My Power. Directed by Jeff Wamaster, Green Lantern, Beware My Power is the animated superhero film featuring the title character. The movie is out now, but if you haven't watched Green Lantern, Beware My Power yet, and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. The movie is the fifth entry in the Tomorrowverse continuity. Luke, you have the plot. Recently discharged Marine sniper John Stewart is at a crossroads in his life, one which is only complicated by receiving an extraterrestrial ring which grants him the powers of the Green Lantern of Earth. Now with the aid of the light-hearted Green Arrow, Adam Strange and Hawkgirl, this reluctant soldier must journey into the heart of a galactic Ran Thanagar war and somehow succeed where all other Green Lanterns have failed. You know, when this movie starts and we're introduced to Jon Stewart, and then the, the movie sort of proposes a little bit of, you know, like we've got this PTSD stricken, you know, like war veteran character. It's like, all right, cool, interesting. Okay, we're going to get like this, like a look at, okay, how does this guy with superpowers, how does he react to, and you know, like kind of get, how does he fit into this? How, do, how does it all, you know, what are we going to get for it? And then, oh, but like the movie does nothing with that whatsoever. It's literally just there for the point of it. This movie is a movie with green lantern stuff in it and it's a uh, there's a few things going on yeah there's <laughs> i mean it's a good point that you just made there this is a film that very much starts as one thing quickly becomes another when it's earth based yeah and yeah you're right you pointed out where this character is at and he's like oh okay so so even though I mean, you, you said it, didn't you? This is the Tomorrowverse, and we're going to keep saying it until we're told otherwise. <laughs> yeah, until what is this called? Another yeah. official name. It is. I mean, this is the shared continuity that the DC animated films are given us now. So we'd not seen Hal Jordan and Green Lantern, but everybody knows who he is. So I like that with this movie, the opening off the bat, we're introduced to a very different Green Lantern. I mean, it's been... 21 years since we got the Bruce team Justice League animated series where Jon Stewart was the main Green Lantern. And funny enough, this year is the 50th anniversary of the character. So this movie is very timely. And I'm really happy to see Jon Stewart take center stage. You know, he's using his fists. You know, we've said he's an ex-Marine and originally, you know, you, you were talking about, you know, PTSD and on Earth and maybe, you know, they could have given us more of that. Maybe that's what it was going to be. But then we're taken off Earth and it becomes this completely different thing. Originally, they were going to do a film where Green Lantern and Green Arrow travel the country, just like in Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams' story, the hard traveling heroes series I think they did like two trades and that's what those comics were I think it ran for 12 issues so it's like that's what it was going to be they changed their minds 
but they wanted to keep Green Arrow. But the whole thing with that story, it was grounded. But saying that, though, that series wasn't Jon Stewart. It was Hal Jordan and Oliver Queen. And although we do get Hal Jordan in this, I know we'll get to it, they have, and they do establish that Hal and Ollie are friends. Moving forward, that Green Lantern, Green Arrow friendship is clearly going to be Ollie and John. Yeah, look, this, I mean, that sounds, all of that sounds like just better, I think. Not to say that, like, you know, like a space bound sci fi, you know, a war between. This, this is characters caught in this war between these two races. Like, you know, we can have fun there, but this movie, I just wasn't having fun at all. I, I don't know. It was, it was rough. What you said there, like this, like whether it's a road trip movie or just sort of just a grounded, gritty, just, you know, like they're on the, whether they're on the run or something like that. Like, I don't know. This sounds like there's just something more there. And I think if this movie had focused on, a Green Lantern, Green Arrow kind of relationship, almost like a buddy type film. You don't need the, the the comedy that comes with like a buddy film, but I think if that was the focus, it could have had something more to it. But like, there's an abundance of other characters sort of that just keep popping up. Um, the movie assumes you know everything about these characters, especially some some more obscure ones, and it's like if they're you know, they're shoehorning in bits of, you know, the backstories sometimes here and there. And the payoff, like you said, just seems to be like going forward, we're going to, it's going to be about Oliver Queen and Hal Jordan rather than anything to do with Jon Stewart. And it's sort of like, I don't know, in a movie about Jon Stewart, I just don't feel like, I feel oh, like no, the opening no, my, scene was about him. And then yeah, no, my my no, my takeaway is different to yours. Like this very much is John Stewart's movie. And okay, we could talk about Hal now. It comes back. And I don't know why this caught me by surprise. He ends up being the main villain of the whole movie. And we've seen it before in the comics when he was first possessed by Parallax. And there's that famous comic cover where Hal Jordan, like he, the expression on his face, he looks manic, and he's got a Green Lantern ring on every finger. And we see that in this movie. Like we find out that Sinestro is or ends up working for Hal Jordan, who's been fully corrupted by the fear entity. So, and you know, and he's playing good guy for a little while, but then, you know, it's revealed that he's behind it all and you get the big fight. Ollie has to ultimately kill his best friend. Like he shoots the arrow and and kills him. But it is for me. It is John Stewart's movie. And we talked about, you know, the PTSD in the beginning. They don't completely leave it. Like, he is suffering in the movie. And even if you look at when he's making constructs, they're largely military-based. So he's still hanging on to that part of his life. And one thing I did like, and I've heard some criticisms about it online, is that for the most part, you don't see him fully wearing the Green Lantern uniform because he's still wearing his jacket. Some people have criticised that, but for me, I, I like that because he's not ready. Like He's not being given the ring, and then all of a sudden, this is who he's going to be now. Most of the time, that's what it is with Green Lanterns. They get the ring, they have like a quick montage of training, and then that's it, they're the hero. 
So I like that he keeps the jacket. And for me, that symbolised when he finally revealed the full uniform or the full Green Lantern costume, that's him fully embracing it. And that, right, okay, so I'm choosing this now and this is what, this is what I'm going to do and the jacket's gone. So I thought that, that worked for me. I didn't mind that at all. I, did, I didn't think that was an issue. And I think just for that reason, like this is very, okay, and now I feel like I'm sort of contradicting myself because I'm like, this is, like you said, the story before he gets that full-on training and all yeah, of that. And, and that's, becomes, and that's and, it. And I, I just felt like with, with his character, I just felt like be, like his character is very much is, is present and is there. But I just felt like, he wasn't the center of the story as such, like because of everything else that's that's going on, like the the stuff with the like the war and all of that. Like and I'm talking about like the space war, not the not the war that he was in. <laughs> this way, like talking big, like a big story, and it's just like it just seems so like almost suffocating that it was condensed into this like ninety minute. Yeah, I. I, I guess but, I just I guess but all the these big time, things going on, the stuff with how, like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, but I, I like what I like about it though is that so he was, you know, he was a marine, he was on earth, but all the while out there in the universe, things are happening. There's wars out there. So I like the fact that he doesn't arrive and then everything just starts. Like there's been this ongoing war. There's characters already interacting, and then he's just dropped in the middle. So I like that. I like that it's not like he gets his origin, and then he discovers something, and that initiates the story. But that's fair. Yeah. And do you know what? Like I have lived, well, you know this, I have lived and breathed DC Universe my entire life. So I didn't even think about what you said before, about these characters just coming and going and no real backstory or they're just characters just turning up. Whereas for me, it's like, I've, you know, I've seen them in like animated movies, TV mm. shows, comics. Do you know what I mean? I know these characters. So when you just yeah. opens up and you've got Martian Manhunter, who we did see in Superman, Man of Tomorrow, we've got Hawk Girl. But before that, we've got Vixen, all these other characters, Adam Strange, who we did I'd need to check this, right? Because you know they were putting out those animated shorts on the last few movies for their home release. Mm. One of them was Adam Strange, and I'm curious if it's the same version of Adam Strange. Oh, right, yeah. Like, was that interpretation? Like a little, yeah, because like, that could origin be, for him. That could be interesting, but for me, like going back to the Justice League animated series 2001, in that show. We got both Vixen and Hawk Girl. And at one time, both of them were in relationships with John Stewart. So it did feel like the characters that they were using do have or related to him. to him as a character. It wasn't just like random members of the Justice League that they just put together. On, on one hand, I'm looking at it, I'm like, it like it might be a good thing because it's like, you know, for obviously well-rehearsed fans like yourself or someone who's very much invested in this continuity and, you know, like they have watched all the pieces of material to start to build the pieces or characters were introduced here or there. And it's like, okay, cool. We've, we've got this world being shaped. 
but on the other hand, I'm sort of like, we should be able to have an entry point at any at any given time and not feel a little bit lost or jaded at like, who are these characters? Like, hey, we gotta give it, but then it's like there's no time to explore all of them. So it's like yeah, you either get the characters and you get an abundance of them or you don't get many sort of thing. And I don't know, maybe yeah. I don't know. I just, I just think, don't know where they're at yeah. what point are they at at the moment. Like, well, this ah. is the thing, right? I do think the tra- they're doing a different or having a different approach with this shared continuity than the last time that they did it. Remember when it all kicked off? So we had Justice League, the Flashpoint, Paradox, and that movie ended with the beginning of what would be Justice League War and then Justice League Throne of Atlantis and that shared continuity they had. Yeah. Well, that just seemed like you didn't miss too much between films. It was like an ongoing story, whereas with this, I mean, this is only a handful of films in. I mean, what have they done? So Superman, Man of Tomorrow, that was the introduction of superheroes to the world. Superman was in there. Martian Manhunter was in it. And then after that, they did... If After that, was it Justice Society World War Two? It, yes, it was. And that opened with Superman from Man of Tomorrow. Flash was in that. And obviously, you know, the JSA featured. But then after that, they did Batman The Long Halloween. And at the end of part two, Alfred opens the door to Wayne Manor. And it's the Flash, Green Arrow, and maybe someone else just stood there. And then this film happens. So it's like yeah, and there this is, and this seems like so far it does later because like the Watchtower like, is established, the Justice League are a thing. Everybody knows who Martian Manhunter is. So that's what I mean. That it does seem like they're having a different approach, where is they're just going to have it established without it being mm. okay. So this is year one, year two, year three. It's kind of just happening, and maybe not necessarily in order. I mean, that's that's a good point as well. Like, are we, you know, like, will we then go back and have a story set, you know, when the Justice League is is formed? Oh, yeah, I don't know. So we I think for get... that reason as well, it just seems like, almost like, what's the point of this continuity if it's going to be so just erratic and all over the place and, like, the types of stories and I mean, characters the moment, they're choosing? It's I'm, strange. I'm okay with it, yeah, at, at the moment. But this, more than any of the others, it feels like we've had a big jump. Mm. No, having characters like Vixen just hanging out in the Watchtower. Oh, okay. So like, you know, she's... I mean, obviously... (laughs) Yeah, because it's sort of like... She's an established character, but she's not like a massive, you know, DC character. It was like, how did she get to that point where it's like, you know, it's sort of like you might, even if you're familiar with the characters, you just still feel kind of lost. And I don't know, I just felt like this was a point of distraction that I just didn't need in this movie. I was like, I feel like I was supposed to be focused on all this other stuff, but then the other stuff that was going on, I I was just bored with it. (laughs) I I wonder if, whether it's TV or film, they will ever do the Martian Manhunter justice because he's got most of the powers of Superman. Yes, he has the weakness of fire, but he's also got telepathy. He, you know, he can shapeshift. He's a really powerful character. But, you know, this movie is an example of they're always going to find ways for him to be fairly easily defeated. Yeah. 
I feel yeah, like besides I, I, like him flying around, it's just like, oh, he can he can shape shift. That's always like his main thing that they have. Shape shift, <laughs> he goes intangible, he gets inside somebody's head. Oh look, fire is out. So it's like I, mean, I get it, you know, it's his kryptonite. But I don't know, like they always seem to find a way to defeat him very quickly. And again, live action animation doesn't matter. He always gets taken down a lot quicker than he should do. I mean, the, we could talk a little bit about the voice cast. So, as John Stewart, Green Lantern, Aldis Hodge. And what's interesting, like, John Stewart comes or John Stewart interacts with Hawkgirl. The Black Adam movie that's coming out, Aldis Hodge is Hawkman in that film. There you go. So it's like it's been Warner Brothers. <laughs> it's been casting Black Adam, and I don't know. Hey, we're doing this movie. Do you want to be a Green Lantern? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, I don't know. Okay, okay, I'll do. <laughs> and looking at the like the cast, like the normally like it's the usual suspects. Like you know, you're getting like cast from Scooby Doo and previous animated films, but for the most part, it looks like a lot of the voice cast are are new to DC Animation. Nolan North, he's um. Oh, uh, he's, some reason yeah, I didn't. Yes. No, that's yeah. Uh, he's he's our Hal Jordan, but uh, he's has he been in heaps. DC stuff? Yeah, heaps. heaps. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, you've done all me. I know from is the <laughs> Uncharted, the bloody Uncharted games. You, that's all I know. You've from. done me. He he's Superman in the Young Justice animated series, and no right, doubt he's done okay. other DC stuff as well. Jimmy Simpson, I know him. He was in, or still is, I guess, in Westworld. That's right. He's, he's like the, uh, he's like the white cowboy. Arrow. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's him. White hat cowboy, I mean. <laughs> oh, he's the young man in black. There we go. In Westworld. That's right. Oh, yeah, that twist at the end. Anyway, oh, what a great twist. One we all saw coming. <laughs> what a great, what a great really twist. Know? Oh, I don't know. I, I did. I did. I've got to be honest. I was, oh, God, was I still enjoyed online it. and I feel like that ruined it for me. But um <laughs> you know, when Westworld started, I loved it. It was excellent and they moved away from the West and I lost interest. But anyway, there's a new season out and there's a review <laughs> of Green Lantern Beware My Power to finish. So maybe let's go. <laughs> let's go back to that. What a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's usually uh, a sign to wrap up. So on that, if you're going to rate this movie out of five. Should I ask you that or does it not matter? I mean, ordinarily, it's just occurred to me. I've took the reins from you as the host, <laughs> but um, I've Fine. asked the question. What's your answer? I'll go first. I'll go first. Let's just get freaking wild here. Um, like the wild, wild west. There we go. It's all coming back. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm stalling because it's it's... I don't want to break. Like, I found this movie really boring. Like, just like sometimes the these DC animated movies. Like, I can watch them and and, and be like, ah, oh, look, this isn't this isn't that great. But this one, I just found myself tuning out. I think maybe because of those distractions of all these characters. And I was, I don't know. I I felt just like I was picking the movie apart as I was going, which isn't the best thing. But with all the intergalactic like fizzes and bams that were going on i was just like i was like no this isn't this just isn't working this was a bit of a drag i wanted this to end <laughs> so yeah a bit of a bit of dark feelings here i'm gonna go with a 1.5 out of five this wow. was not great 
Wow. Yeah. I no, mean, this, was, this was not a good one for me. Before we started talking about it, I would not have seen a 1.5 coming. I think maybe five minutes into review, into the yeah. review, should yeah. I say, I, I had a feeling <laughs> that it was going to be coming in at around about a two for you. I just didn't really have fun. But look, some of the animation looked pretty good. So, that you know, again, points for there and, you know, like, voice acting you know it, it gets the usual production mark so it's not like a a blanket nothing movie but it's just story-wise uh pure enjoyment there's wasn't really any so it loses a hell of a lot what about you yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah like honestly when when this first started I'm like, oh wow you know okay and you know the look of the movie i mean the animation is great and the voice cast and we're getting a you know a, a John Stewart that doesn't want to be a Green Lantern. He finds his way to the Watchtower. He's interacting with Justice League members. I'm like, oh, okay, this is you know this is pretty cool. And you know, Green Lantern is a cosmic hero, and a lot of his time is spent in space. But yeah, when when we went to space and it's all lasers and spaceships, and again, it's to be expected with this character. It did lose me a little bit. Like, enjoy the character interactions. The reveal of Hal Jordan being in this movie because I didn't know if he was going to be or not and then him turning out to be the villain we get a good version of Sinestro in this there is things to like I mean the movie ends with him going back to earth and I'd like to see a sequel to this film with him learning how to be a Green Lantern and he doesn't need to stay on earth for the whole movie but just I don't know, just be a bit... I mean, he is like the, the Green Lantern of... Oh, I can't remember what it is now. I think it's Sector 2814, and Earth is part of that sector. So it, it can be on Earth and then stray a bit away from Earth but not go as far as he went in in this movie. And, yeah, it's good getting, getting an animated John Stewart again. It's been quite a few years since that Justice League cartoon. But this movie, yeah, like, I've got to be honest, like, I wanted to love it. I really did. Maybe not as often as you, but there's times where I did find myself tuning out, which this is supposed to be my thing. Like, you know, it doesn't matter who's wearing the ring. Green Lantern is one of my favorite characters, whether it's Hal, Kyle, Guy, John, it doesn't matter. And, you know, he's got his own movie now. And I was just at times losing interest, but it is, it's a good looking movie. And yeah, but it just it it could have been better but i'm going to recommend this movie i'm going to come in at a three three out of five and i'm absolutely going to watch it again maybe more than once i will watch it a couple of times more Fair <laughs> enough. yeah so you know there's things to like and, and i think when they've made more of these and you know where it fits in with the timeline like we talked about the jsa movie earlier they're in talks about doing a sequel to that one so who knows? We might get a sequel to this movie as well. And it might be more Earth-based. Who knows? Really hope. Really hope. All right. Trivia for this movie was uh, a bit tricky. A bit tricky. So I thought I'd mix up a little bit. Aldous Hodge, who yes. voices um, an ex-Marine in this movie. Fun little fact here. His parents, <laughs> although he's an actor, his yep. parents served in the United States Marine Corps. There we go. Wow. That's all I've got. That's one of your best, one of your best trivia. It's up there, man. 
better than this movie. That's it for our <laughs> review of Green. Hey, it was that or nothing. So you, Mate, you get what you, you know. It's you well given. <laughs> I, f- I found something, but I said it earlier. You know, the whole 50th anniversary of the character. But you know, I said it already. <laughs> that's it. For, and your trivia is fun. That's it for our review of uh, Green Lantern. Beware my pal. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We are on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Shoe Podcast. And we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. If you missed it, we recently reviewed Thor, Love and Thunder and The Black Phone. Now be sure to check out our next review, The Grey Man. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film studio. See you soon.